Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos, joined by my good brother, Luke Badman. How are you, man? Good, man. It's a public holiday. Still public working? Holiday. Yes. You know, we thought- if you can count this as work. I mean, I enjoy it too much to count it as work, but, you know, it is, it is for other people, so I guess it is a little bit like work. Look, everything that we do, if you really love what you do, then it doesn't feel like you're working and it's a passion of love. And as just as long as something comes back to us and so we can survive and live in the world, then then I guess we can call that work then, right? We're lucky to be able to do things like this and have people listen to it and hopefully get something out of it as well. We appreciate you all very, very much. Today's episode, now look, on it, it could, it's not like it's a triggering subject. Hey, before but- we start, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Been training some... Been training some famous dogs, Panos? Have I been training? <laughs> Possibly. Some some Miss- dogs owned by some somewhat famous people. In- Instagram famous. Yeah, you Miss- shared it on your Instagram, so I figure like it's kind of common knowledge. You you tagged yeah. them, so do yeah, you want to tell us a little bit so about like, that? So, um, James Smith, mm. famous PT, Instagram, got a big following. Yeah. Um, it was hooked up by um, a good friend of mine, Shara. She's been on the, on, on the podcast before. And- um, and yeah, and, and one thing led to another. I had a conversation with another gentleman who was lining it up for James. And then he's like, hey, look, you know, um, he's looking for a dog trainer. He's had someone come in before, didn't have like the best experience. And um, and yeah, and I was like, yeah, sweet. Uh, I'd love to help out. He's like, oh, you know, he's famous and and um, he's a celebrity. I didn't really know who he was at the time. I started looking at his YouTube channel and, and, um, and all of his content. And I thought, hey, this is going to be a cool opportunity to meet someone who's, you know, big in the game and and look it's it's interesting obviously i haven't um met many people that have like big followings and you know we we'll call them celebrities or whatever you want to call it is that you think you think you, you you're gonna like you have a preconceived idea of a person rather than booking in like you know 99.999 percent of my jobs like uh in. instagram versus reality kind of thing or exactly like look mm. if and it could be anyone, like even if it was another famous actor that, you know, let's just say that like that level of fame, you would expect to, like, you don't know what, you have a preconceived idea of a person before seeing them, where if I was just going to book in, you know, an everyday Whoever, person. Joe Blow, yeah. I know as much as I have from the emails and the conversation we have maybe on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a blank sheet where when going out to meet James, like, a blank again it was exactly that like being mindful and again and it's not like i'm you know he's number one fan so i'm going to be there and act all weird and awkward didn't you say you you hadn't really heard of him before that yeah not 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 me personally yeah there you go yeah but but i had consumed some of his stuff for about a week prior to going out just because i was interested in um in like in in what he does and how he presents and stuff and um but yeah awesome couple him and his missus and um they're about to have a baby um like you know this year so alfie's an awesome little kelpie and mm. they've done really good stuff with him. He's really, really healthy. He's good looking. Mm. He's um, you know, great looking the, dog. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things that need to be worked on. You know, he he would ideally like to have his dog, re, I mean, a recall off the lead and have a bit more control, as well as like you know, loose leash walking for, for the miss, especially mm. as well preparing for baby coming. So, a couple of things that needed to be worked on, and um, I'll see them another two weeks, and we'll see how we go. Matt, yeah. Maybe we'll get James on the show one day and we can have a, <laughs> have a chat about his, his progression in, in, in dog training and um and the correlations between being consistent as a dog, like, you know, training your dog as well I, as being consistent and disciplined within your own fitness and, mm. and well-being. There has, that, that discipline does cross over, I believe. Mm. I love his content uh, because he's very, like what he posts is very much like, because he's in the fitness industry, right? Fitness and wellness. And his whole thing or a lot of his content is like debunking 
BS that's that's pushed around by certain people in the industry. And I really, and he does it in a very humorous way, very tongue in cheek. Like he's British, he's got that real dry sense of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it was cool. And um, and and what you what you see, like you know, when he's ordinarily talking, is basically what you get when you see him in in, in person. That's the vibes that I got as well. So yeah, Matt, um, that's pretty cool. But cool, yeah, man. So, so um, t- today's episode, we're gonna call it training. Is simple, but it's not easy. And like, and what does that mean? I think, obviously, respect to dog behavior and training and the psychological process and all the neurological, physiological processes happening through um any behavior modification or or training you know, like routine, but when you actually understand the fundamentals and you start to see it, like when it comes to an application, like when you're doing it in, in, in practice, it's that it's not overly hard. It's, it's very simple when, when, when it's all laid out in front of you nicely, it's just not easy, like simple and easy. And they seem like the same words, but, but that, but we have to see them as two different. Let's break it down. Concepts. So. What makes training simple? Training simple is that if you stay consistent with a regimen of, you know, discipline and consistency, and you're consistent within the things that you want to work towards as an outcome, and you just see that through with practice, patience, and persistence, you'll you'll see that oh wow, the dog's doing X behavior when I when he used to do Y, and then. You know, it's 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 simple in that process. Like when when I explain, I went to a client's house and I'm like, he's like, oh man, my, my dog doesn't come when I call him, when to lay down and be calm in the house and all the general stuff. And I'm going, I'm running through like, you know, luring, this is sit down, bed, come, basic commands. This is a bit of loose leash walking, dog jumps up, issue a bit of leash pressure, you know, reward him when he doesn't jump, you know, set up for, set the situation up for success. Don't put a, have a leash on him when your friends come over, you know, yeah. bring him in the house, you know. The things that we go like, oh, very, and he's like, mate, I feel so stupid. Um, I should have known this. And I'm like, well, there's twofold. First of all, it is simple. But second of all, it's a compliment to me if I'm making it sound simple to you because I'm trying to give you the information digestible enough so you can actually do the the, the training that I need you to do so we can get the outcome that we're why, why should he? Why should he have known anything? Exactly. Ask you him know? what he did. Work. Yeah, and, um, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. It's and, like, and should I know how to fly a plane if you're a pilot or like, you know? I'm sure flying a, an average plane is pretty simple. It's like, I mm. just sit in a plane and just do these things. Or driving a car. Would you say driving a car is simple? Pretty simple. Yeah, once you, again, once you've learned it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like There's an first- aha moment with uh-huh. learning most things that but from the outside about- might look like- complex or complicated like kind of like maybe like what he's saying about dog training like before he called you before he got your help he had xyz you know undesirable behaviors and he he didn't have the toolkit the knowledge the skills to unpack that and to you know to turn that around i don't like to say fix i almost i caught myself about to say fix um but then you showed him and he was like oh how did i not how did I not see that, right? You explain it in a way that makes it simple. But you go to the physio and he's like, dude, like the, the thing that we need to fix is pretty simple. Your form when you're doing X behavior, um, X exercise is, um, is causing this and this is why that body part hurts. And you're like, oh, 
yeah, it did kind of feel sore when I was doing it. And then like you sound like such an idiot as you start to outline or like even if you're speaking to like, you know, um, you know, like a therapist or or um a counselor or something, it's like, yeah. oh, you're feeling unhappy and like, and why do you have? And then they ask you a couple of whys. And then you're like, um, and then you give like the real answer. And it's like, obviously you got the answer, buddy. So when you look at it from there, you're like, I'm such a dummy, I didn't see it. Construction's another great example. I'm not very like I'm I'm physically minded. I can see how things work, but like mm. I, and I know a little bit about building, mm. but when you see someone put the thing together, you're like, oh. Like a pergola. You're like, okay, I'm going to do a massive pergola in my backyard. Dude. And you're like, that's a big job. And like, But when you think about it, it's like five pieces. I have so much- This is ran, a bit random, a bit of a sidetrack. I have so much respect and admiration for tradies, man. Like To be able to like just do stuff like that with your bare hands, I think that's it's such a cool skill. And that's why they get paid so well, because it's such a necessary skill as well. You know? 100%. Totally. To just take, land, take some land and some materials and just like, build a freaking house if now, you think about that that's actually pretty impressive and and also you know this episode could also could be called training is complicated and very hard because mm. it's a paradox like training is complex like you know like if, if it like just like building a house or driving the car like driving the car is also complex right because you have to like think about your foot coming off the accelerator onto the brake hit the indicator at the same time you want to turn check if everyone's all around you but then also in saying the same thing, which is a bit of a paradox, is that, well, pretty easy. You put your foot on the pedal and you put the pedal for stopping and you turn the wheel and have a bit of common sense and know what's happening around you. So it's um, it's kind of how you approach it. If you're going to approach dog training going, oh, my God, this is going to be such a big behemoth of a job and mm. everything's so overwhelming and, like, I don't know, man, my dog does so many different things. It's like, all right, cool. That's why my job is to come in and be like, all right, does your dog know how to be rewarded? Does mm. your dog know how to like do some stuff, some basic stuff? Are you managing the situation? Do we have a leash on the dog? Where's the dog contained for sleeping and hanging out on its own? Um, just sorting those things out have already laid a good foundation of where we're going to start. And then we start working on, and like, and ba basically most sessions start like this. Obviously, each session's a little bit different. If some dogs are so, you know, jacked up and overwhelmed and and overly reactive and aggressive. We're not using food and lures and stuff. We're like, let's just get some physical handling skills happening. This is the right tool. This is how you use the tool. This is how we put it on the dog. Now, you may not even know how to even do that. So, like, so to give some context to it, like an Instagram video I put up the other day, like German Shepherd all over me, had a muzzle on, I had to, and I had to get my hands on the lead. Hey, I, well, like, I saw that. I wanted to ask you, was that, is that guy up around Peakhurst? I swear I've seen him walking his dog around there, like up, up near... Was he, did he live around Pico's yeah, area? Lagano? Lagano, near that coffee shop. Um, Which one? Coffee shop. Because I've um, like, I've seen, I swear I've seen that Forest dude. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen yeah. him around. I've seen him when I go to um, Gannon's Park. I'm okay, like, what does that look like when he's walking? What's happening? Mm, the dog's pretty reactive. And it's kind of walking him, not the other way around. Yep. Lunging mm. everywhere, carrying yep. on, completely spazzed yep. out. And I've out. seen it a lot. And yeah. people might think, well, why don't you help the guy? Well, it's not, it's not any trainer's job to it's impose that on someone. Make me help you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They've got to, the, the, the student has to take, the yeah. student has to seek the teacher, not the other way around. So with, um, with, with this gentleman, he um, reached out a couple of months ago and then it kind of didn't happen. And then, and then he was just like, all right, let's get this done. So, mm. so in that session, it, it went a little bit opposite 
I didn't have to like, obviously he'd been doing some marking, like charging the marker and doing some basic stuff mm. as a, I got to give homework prior to me even coming out. Mm. But, um, but we're there and I had a gentleman chat on me as well. So he was like recording. That's why I don't get juicy videos because I'm always on my own I'm record it while I'm trying to do important work. Right. Mm. So, so he's like, he's up and down, but like the dog's just not getting it excessively leaning in the leash. I'm like, let me show you how like, ah, I'm just trying, like, I can't get anything happening. I'm like, I need to get my hands on the dog. So. Now the case, this case wasn't so red zone where it's like me coming up to the dog is going to ruin everything. There'll be some dogs that will put up a proper fight mm -hmm. and then there's nothing I can do except for completely flatten him out to make him be completely under control. And that's not what I want to do. I don't want to shut him down sure. to the point of like now, like he's just more scared of me. He won't let me come to him next time. So if we have more serious dogs, like that dog's not serious. He's a big German shepherd, but he's not serious. He's a massive coward, like huge pussy. He can right. still bite. He can still bite, but yeah. just, there's nothing in him. Like, mm. the, like there's some guys that will fluff up in front of you yeah, yeah. and have the whole part, the neck tats, everything. But they're but like actually just, terrified. Just one jab and you just, you can just break yeah. them down mentally, right? Well, that's, so, a, um, that's, that's not uncommon. In, I'm not talking about the, <laughs> I'm talking dogs. more about the dogs. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, for it's sure. not uncommon is that the, it looks a certain way, but the dog's actually, it's like, no man, that dog's terrified. Terrified. Now, me coming over and then handling the, like I had to like make a process to get close. And I wanted him to show that you can do all this stuff, but it's just not going to stop right now. And of course I had to like apply some pressure to, you know, get the dog under some sort of control. But then immediately I started walking back up and forth and went through some of the process, go for a walk, showed him how to, and most importantly, the video there isn't just supposed to show, look how cool I am. I can grab the leash and make the dog calm. What's, what, what's supposed to be an outcome there is that now the guy can just do something so he can get something out of the session. Yeah. Like I want him to feel walking the dog. Oh my gosh, he's walked well. I wanted his, well, his wife never been able to walk. She's walking like almost going to cry so happy. Um, take that muzzle off so we can like walk up and down and like make the dog feel somewhat normal. Cause yeah. um, so, so anyway, so after that, I have to l allow my clients to think that, all right, there's a simple step. And a simple process that needs to be followed, but it's not going to be easy because it's going to take like weeks to get to the next step. <laughs> so then as we go through those processes, like I'm going to give them two weeks of practice. I'm going to see them again or in a week and a half, I'm mm -hmm. see them again. Mm -hmm. And then, and then over time, you're going to see, yeah, wow, look, you know, people walk down the street. They're going to see shadow walking nicely after eight months. Everything's going to be awesome. And they're going to be like, what? And eight months you set, think is a long time. Oh, wait, wait his months, dog's name was shadow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, so eight months seems like a long time when you say eight months, but when eight months happens, you're like, oh, was that eight months ago? Well, I guess depending how old you are, the older you get, I think it feels like eight months becomes Th like There's nothing. a saying, right? There's this saying that you just reminded me of. They say, uh, how does it go? It's like, don't, don't hesitate to do something because of the time that it will take, because the time will pass anyway exactly right so it's whether so you relevant. do it or not the time is going to pass mm -hmm. so like do you want to make something of that time that's passed because either yeah. way you won't get it back right true yeah 100 percent. so so they, they're gonna they're gonna live with the dog anyway may as well do the right thing it's going to be a little bit more extra work but the benefits you're going to get out of it is going to be like tenfold so so the simple part of it is that i've laid out certain things and exercise that needs to be practiced you drill them and actually i got a message back from um from hands let me quickly read it i awesome. haven't opened it yet so i didn't open it so i didn't have to reply to it but hopefully i remember 
Hey panels, yes, we're following the manual you sent and doing the training every day. Shadow's slowly getting better and he's doing okay. He's doing okay, yes, name game pretty well. He's pretty good with the release command and the recall. Here's a slip leash I'm using. You check. Thanks for asking, Bubba. Oh, so you managed to get it done with a slip? Yeah, yeah. If I put a pinch on him, it would have been way too over the overwhelming. Yeah, you don't start with a pinch. No. Um, and um, and I don't think he'd probably be all right with, with the slip lead. I think like the dog would be pretty much under control, depending on how much he's butchering. Slip is so, a German Shepherd, right? Yeah. Slip lead or slip collar? Slip lead. Really? Okay. I'm not a big fan of slip collars because the buckle where it meets the collar mm -hmm. has it has he's weighted mm -hmm. so now the energy is going into where the buckle is pushing down right 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 where the slip collars that i that i get um jason from ironswick um he makes he calls them the mps slip lead and it's got a clip oh so this isn't the, the death grip one it's a different one yeah the death grip one yeah sorry oh, okay. Death grip, yeah. Oh, okay so like you know I, how the we're getting a bit nerdy now i know he's got the six mil ones and the eight mil ones the yeah, thicker get, one, you get six mil. Every six time. mil. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no. The wider it, the fatter it is, the slower it is to release. Yeah, right. And you want that clip on it to push the weight down. So using the slip collar, the, I feel like the weight goes into where the collar is, and then the buckle's smacking the dog in the head. And also where the buckle is is usually where your hand should be, like holding mm -hmm. the leash. So mm -hmm. now you're holding a buckle, which can mm -hmm. hurt your hand. You can unclip the dog, and you can bust your hand open. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's a little bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. Where like where it's not easy now when we say like hey this isn't an easy process but it's simple is because people are going to get overwhelmed people like hansen are going to get overwhelmed and feel like oh my god this is like so much to do that's why our job isn't like i want you to walk the streets go everywhere and make sure now everything's going to be okay it's like no dude you're going to master the street you're going to master the street teach this dog tug you're going to work on your basic commands his duty is you want food buddy you need to start working for your um, obedience commands. The dog won't get withheld from food ever, but the dog's gonna start working for his nutrition. You're gonna start having um, better handling. There's a bit of a um, a bit of a timeline because Hanson's parents are coming to live with them for three months, in okay. three months. So in three months time- this From dog overseas, has to be, huh? Yeah, has to mm -hmm. be like accepting of new people in the house, yep. which almost kind of seems impossible the way that he acted inside the house. So, um. So we're going to have to go through all of that management strategies. They're going to put up maybe a little area where the dog can be so people can walk in the backyard and not get attacked and not give the dog a dodgy situation to deal with. And um, I'm hoping by six, by three months time, things will be good. But I don't think three months time would be like dog can roam around and greet everyone that walks in the house. I just don't think that's going to be a reality. Mm -hmm. So again, what makes training simple and not easy is why well, we set in the right expectations. Because if we're setting the expectation that he's going to be an off-leash dog, you know, down at the park, when like there's a picnics and stuff happening it's just that's mm -hmm. that's then training doesn't seem any simple or, or easy at all but if we can set the right goal or have the right standard to be like no, no no we'll go to that park and we'll be around the corners and our first expectation is i want my dog to be able to hold it down stay on the outskirts of a park at a comfortable distance considering the dog's critical distance yep and he feels calm and happy and maybe we could play a little bit of game of tug and then maybe the next expectation in the next six months will be long lead time in amongst people and you know doing things again depending on it's hard to kind of gauge a dog from just one session well after you see him twice or three times you can kind of gauge and um and another thing as well which will be good for that dog is let out my goal for him is be good enough to be able to come to my group classes 
So then in group classes, we work through the reactivity and then the obedience stuff to follow. Mm. So he's got steps ahead of him, depending if we can go through all of these steps and have little wins, then you can start to see how, when you look back on it, like think about teaching somebody how to drive. Like mm. when Mia gets old enough and you have to be like, all right, now I'm going to teach you how to drive. Like, where do you start? Can't wait. You don't, you don't, th yeah. you don't, you don't think about it, right? You think about just drive, like, you know, the other, you know, really funny um, situation. I was driving the other day and I just, and it was like literally my house around the corner. So I jump in the car, I'm driving around the corner, I haven't put my belt on. I'm like, oh, the belt. And then I'm like, oh, that beeping is about to start. And then I'm like, when I thought about belt, I grabbed it and I went as quick as I can because I don't care if I hear the beeping. But as soon as I click it in, I clicked it in. I'm like, ha ha. Like, yeah, I beat your beeping. And I felt so good. So <laughs> reinforced. You, you beat the negative reinforcement. Yeah. Exactly. I avoided the stimulus and I felt so good about it. And that's how we want our dogs to feel when we have pressure on. So I just thought that was a side note. Um, actually, another thing you talked about. Um, but Panos, isn't that avoidance? Aren't you teaching the dog to avoid an aversive stimulus? 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So I, Ivan Balabanov, like, you know, world-class trainer, was talking about how negative reinforcement and its analogy, it's, it's not the best. Sorry, blah. Let me start again. Okay. Using the seatbelt analogy is not the best analogy for you. Oh, come on, reinforcement. Ivan. Give Have us a this? break. Have no, you heard no, it? I haven't. Okay, I haven't. So let me go through. He has a point. So negative reinforcement when applied, so when pressure's applied mm -hmm. in one way, shape, or form, then if the behavior that you're trying to get reinforced, like the behavior that you're looking for doesn't occur, then then the the pressure will then increase. Okay. Increase to a point where the, that 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 will then create a behavior the, the behavior that happened, depending on the circumstance. So okay. if 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 we use the car as in the analogy of I want your seatbelt to go on. So beeping will occur until you put the seatbelt on. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to ignore the beeping. Mm -hmm. So you can ignore the beeping. You don't need that belt on to get from A to B. And the point of the seatbelt is to keep you safe from driving. Mm -hmm. So then it should be that if you don't put your belt on, we're stopping you from driving. Like the car mm -hmm. will stop. And if the car uh, will stop, okay. then like literally it won't negative, go. Exactly. Then we'd call that negative reinforcement. Where uh, anyway, so. I get his point, but when it comes to teaching people at an entry level, I think the seatbelt analogy is great because it gets people understanding the concept. And um, but again, in terms of using it as like a very professional way of explaining it, then yeah, it is inaccurate. Except for when my client was saying, I think it was a Merc or one of the, uh, one of those cars. He said the car. He didn't put the belt on. The car beep beep beeped and then stopped. The car stopped. Oh wow! And he had to put his belt on. I'm like, wow! And like, first of all, that poses some. What brand concern. of car was it? Maybe a Mercedes Benz. Okay, so I, like I German think. one. Do you want to hear a, ran a random, um, random fact, which Always. is actually like it's a bit dystopian in my mind. I'm sort of maybe this is me being paranoid, but so there's. I think it's the new some of the new BMWs. Pretty sure it's BMW. So you know how like the fa like fancy cars have um, seat heaters in them. Yeah. So the seat heater, uh, the seat heater is like software enabled. So you have to subscribe and and like it's all, the the function is already in the car, right? But like to turn it on, you have to pay BMW. I can't remember if it's like an ongoing thing or wow. or you just yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Like you have to 
like it's like it's, it's like a software subscription so it's like my oh my my wow. subscription ran out my my seat heater doesn't doesn't go on anymore it's kind of crazy the, yeah, right? that's the beginning of other things you're trying to say yeah like, like well what's the stopping from just turning the car the whole car off well, like, oh, you've been naughty this week because you've had too much of a carbon you, footprint. Well, you've, your you've driven, credit, blah, blah, yeah, blah. you've driven fi your fifty kilometers today. Oh. That's it. See you later. You've driven fifty k's. You drove over the speed limit three times. Sorry, Luke. Mm -hmm. We're giving you punishment for that. Remember? Yeah, do you, well. Did you ever watch the movie Demolition Man? Do you remember that with Wesley Snipes? It's so old, and there's like it's it's like set in the future, and they're like driving. They're driving in the car, and. Uh, he he's come he's come from the past right and he's in the future he got like frozen or unfrozen or whatever and he wakes up in the future and it's kind of this like everyone's like it's really um what's the word um like it's overly clean like it's this insane future world where everything's really clean and like you're not allowed to do a lot of things right and they're driving along in the car and he swears and the car like there's a printer in the dashboard i'm pretty sure and it like um issues him a fine for swearing and he like keeps swearing and the fines wow. keep coming out of the out of the dashboard well, um, like i think it's interesting because we treat we treat certain situations with our dogs as if we're the tyrant because it's like hey this is very important you're not allowed to do that when i tell you to sit in this context i need you to sit you don't really have a choice mm. but good training gives your dog the illusion of control where they're making it happen. I want good, you good to- Good job at bringing this back to dog training, by yes. the way. We, we, I was going on a mad side I was thinking of people quest. in their cars. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of people in their cars going, what is this? Um, but it's also relevant because mm. our thoughts on going on tangents, of course, our jobs to bring it back. But but there's a reason why we went on that, on that track is that you have to be that draconian in a way. Now, some mm. people may disagree to be like, no, 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 we give the dogs a choice and we just let them do whatever they want. Cool. Well, you live in your world and I'll live in my world where my dog will listen to me because I told him to do it. And you don't have a choice. You have to do it. But I won't put him in a dodgy situation and make him feel that he, that he has no choice. I don't want to learn helplessness from my dogs. I, want, I don't want my dog to be a pussy. I don't I want my dog to be strong. Um, so for example, when, um, I got this little statue. It's like a little Shih Tzu statue. It just happened to be at a house when he moved in. And every dog that walks in and sees it, every one of them wig out. Warm, they go back and they're looking at her. <laughs> and the thing's just sitting there just with its mouth open. And all the dogs wig out. Well, I moved it the other day under like opposite side of the yard. So Chili hadn't seen it. And when I walked out immediately, I thought it was a cat just sitting there. So he saw it. Boom. He's like, what the hell? And he's like at, at distance, you know, fully hesitant in avoidance. He's like walking around it for like three minutes. It's like, dude. Go over it. I had no food on me. I wasn't doing a training session. I wasn't expecting this to occur. Anyway, so I walked over to it and I just like pushed it over and he's like, huh? And then like he sniffed it and he's like, dude, it's a rock. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> you idiot. Anyway, so I picked it back up again and then then I just like sat down, patted him, just did some stuff. I was hanging out with Leonardo and um, and we we're just like doing stuff. I told, and then I eventually I got up. I did chili to go through a bit of a sequence and I was like, yeah, but I, what I, what I, could have done if I was a piece of shit was like take him over there forcefully and be like this is nothing get over it but I let him get over it himself while me trying to like act neutral around totally it different. I was yeah so so I'm not a tyrant but also if I'm out in the street and there's a dog walking past and Chili just happens to show massive interest and he's like <laughs> and getting all excited I put a bit of pressure but like hey I just told you to sit dude like you have to sit so but when the dog sits he's like ah just like when I put the seatbelt on I'm like haha I beat you beeping yeah like it was my idea. It was fully my idea to do it. Not the car 
functions to make me do it. And that's what, that's, anyway, so complex. And we just talked about a complicated sequence of events. But when you, when you understand that sequence of events, you would be like, yeah, that's like the process of conditioning. It's pretty simple. And then it, and then once, once you understand it, just like another example. So my client the other day, I was telling her about when the dog looks at you, like your, her dog was scared of children. Child jumped out of the bush one day, dog was fully freaked out, got scared, little American staffy. Yeah. And, um, and every dog she, um, every child she saw after that dog's like literally lunging at. So it's very concerning, very bad. So, um, and flowing dresses and prams and horses and no dogs though, no dogs, but like, yeah, just people in, in context of like flowing dresses and kids on bikes and stuff. Yeah. So the job is you see a dog, you see a child, look at me, reward. See the child, look at me, reward. Counter conditioning. You look at the stimulus, look back at me, I'll pay you. And then we do this process over and over again until we start to get a behavior change. And now I didn't really go into the details specifically about what was going to occur. Maybe I'd said it here and there, like the dog's now going to feel this certain feeling when it sees a child and look back at you. But I just didn't want to tell her what's going to happen. I'm just telling her what she had to do. And then I teed up with her a couple of days later and she's like on the phone. We went to Cronulla. She saw a child and as soon as she saw, he, he saw the child, he looked at me immediately and I rewarded. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's what just like that. And she's like, how amazing is that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's so awesome. Keep doing that. Make sure you keep the distance. Don't be blah, blah, blah. Make sure, you know, I told her not to go to Cronulla. So she was there. I'm like, be careful in those heavily dense environments because you don't mm. want your dog doing anything to a child. I'll be so upset because you mm. put everyone up in that position. So, um, but she's been going well. And the dog's not that next level. Like he's not aggressive mm -hmm. to the point of that, you know, like someone's child's going to be mauled. But he can still jump on a kid or even still bite them. Um, so obviously treading with heaps of caution. But yeah. but the simplicity that was presented to her was that dog see child, you see, look, I pay you. Over time, dog keeps looking at child, looking at you. You start feeding a little bit less random and getting a little bit closer and working on your stuff. And and we saw each other again last week and we went like to a park, the park where everything occurred and there was kids everywhere and mm. there was no reaction in the two hours that we were hanging out together. Mm -hmm. No reaction, went for walks, we did all the stuff, we did the training, all the things that she needs to do. So for her, I wanted her to understand, oh yeah, like you gave me a bunch of stuff to do, simple, not easy because she has to work at it and she had her own obstacles to overcome. Like, you know, she has to work <laughs> and, um, and like, and you know, I have to toilet the dog. I can't just walk down outside because she lives in an apartment, give the dog a chance to go toilet and do my training. I'm like, no, you have to. Like you leave the house with the leash on, training's occurring. Because what if a child comes out around the corridor? You want to be able to manage the situation. So, you know, it's it, it, it can be time consuming and frustrating and triggering to work through all this stuff. But if you can create the right mindset about approaching your, your training, like recall in the park isn't that depending on the dog, but isn't that hard when you actually break down the steps appropriately? So, um, anything you, you think I should add to what I'm saying? No, I think, what did we say? We said it's simple. It's not easy. Yeah. Right. So like, again, not to repeat myself, but like things might look easy from the outside. Okay. So that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. You might, you might look at Panos training his dog and be like, wow, that looks, that dog looks great. It, he, he makes that look easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that that's, it's not that it was yeah. easy to get to that point, but the, 
the the steps were just a, a list of let's say simple steps that were followed yeah. consistently and applied consistently to to reach that outcome. If you don't make it simple, like if you don't make if you don't attack or approach the the skill that you're trying to develop or the task that you have in front of you, if you don't mm-hmm. make it simple for yourself, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. then it won't be simple, right? Mm. You have to like set yourself up. Like, I want to take my business to another level. We want to make the podcast something different. We want yep. to, you know, make my dog, you know, to learn scent detection. Like, like scent detection for me and you, when we, th- we were just talking before, was like, oh my yeah. God, it seems like complicated. And I've got all this, yeah. we're probably now in way. Once we start that process, it's like, what the hell, man? It's all pretty simple steps. Just like, just don't cross contaminate too much, um, as much as you can. Um, not too much. Don't do it at all, but try your best to like not do it. Observe the situation, document what you're doing, record it, and then just learn from it and then just have fun along the way. Mm. And, um, and it's not going to be easy to get your dog to go and identify, you know, um, an odor in, in the environment. But if you can approach it by going, no, my, my job right now is that the dog can discriminate between one odor and another odor. That's what we're going to work on. And if that's as far as you go, cool. And then the next steps will be whatever. So how you approach it is what matters. Don't let it be so overwhelming that you don't do it. And hey, I'm so guilty of that in so many different ways that like the, there'll be a, a whole one hour podcast <laughs> of the things that, that I haven't done because I get in my own way. But I also know that, but if you can do little baby steps towards whatever it is that you want to do, like imagine thinking about making 201 episodes of a podcast. You're like, oh my God, that seems overwhelming. But we just did it once a week for four years. Like it's not yeah. that bad. It's, yeah. it's not that hard. It's no. pretty simple. Like just sit as down in, and talk to you know, looking back now, it's like, oh, that was pretty simple. Exactly. Right? But you not just, easy because you have to get the staff, be committed, come up with ideas, talk, yeah. be entertaining, engaging. So yeah. like it's not easy because you have to be a thing. But if you are a thing that is capable of the task, then then it's simple because it just needs to be actionable steps. Approach and, that and, and that consistency pays off. Hundred percent. And anyway, as you said before, if you're not going to do it, then time goes by. You're going to look back and go, "I could have done this thing and I didn't." The time, the the time will pass anyway. So again, like once that time's passed, do you want to look back and be like, "Oh yeah, I made something of that," or do you want to be like, "Oh, kind of will it?" I watched heaps of Netflix and did nothing. Yeah, I mean, I I, you know I like Netflix as much as the next guy, but I don't know if that's really. You know, it's not putting money in my pocket, that's for sure. And it's not putting, um, it's not, develop- not developing me in any way in terms of my brain or anything like that. Well, like I was speaking on um, the CERT Academy. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so Boyd Hooper, who developed the, um, the NDTF, he um, mm. has a CERT Academy, which is like a level up of education of dog training. So you guys can go check it out. Um, good plug for, for them. C-E-R-T. And- right? That's it. Yeah, cert like certificate. Yeah, yeah. Canine education, um, resources training. Uh, mm-hmm. I made that last RT up, so mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but basically, like, and Boyd is like th- really thorough. We're organizing him to come onto the podcast. It's going to be a good chat. Um, and 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 I answer a couple of questions um for their students on on the Q and A. And what one of the things I said like right at the end was, you know. Now it's about like, you know, it's, I'm going to have some dinner because it was like seven o'clock so that we recorded. So like 8.30, I was going to wind up, have a bit of dinner and then walk and train my dogs. And like, you know, where, and I was like giving some context, like within the fact that, you know, staying motivated within the moment. And yeah, even though you're training dogs all day, you still got to like tend to your own responsibilities, et cetera. 
And when I said out loud, oh, I've got to train my dogs at 10.30 at night, and I'm like, oh, do I even train my dogs at 10.30 at night? And I'm like, and then I literally went for the walk. And while I had the ball and I had to throw the ball for Chili, we're working on new routines and, and main, maintenance of the things that he knows. And I'm like, of course I'm training him. Every moment I'm with him, I'm training him. And especially when I'm throwing the ball, I'm teaching him what to do to get that ball. And I want to work him so that he's more tired, more fulfilled. So he comes home and doesn't destroy my stuff. He has been digging holes, by the way, for everybody that's listening. He's been a lot more comfortable, a lot more happier. I walk into the backyard and I'm not upset with him. He's not upset with me. Um, our relationship's good. Yeah. People have been asking. So I thought I'd just mention it here. If you've listened this far into the episode, we haven't bored you already. Um, then yeah. we they haven't didn't, they didn't leave we when we did our little side quest about <laughs> dystopian futures. Or, or yeah, they're like, ah, conspiracy theorists. Um, or like, you know, that we're talking about things that are simple but not easy. And that they're complicated, but they're not. Like life's paradoxical. L life is paradoxical. But anyway, if you've gone this far into the episode and you're thinking about Chili, he um he rarely digs a hole. And if he does, and again, the hole digging, I don't care. The backyard, like back back of the yard, there's like tons of stuff going down there that that I'm not that concerned about. It's a bloody hole right at the patio where he destroys every single thing of my <laughs> stuff with his dirt, right? But um, but anyway, of course I train him at 10 30 at night because that's when I get my dogs out. And most people aren't like most people should be sleeping. I was with my mate yesterday and his alarm went off at 10, 9 30. Like that was his bed, like go to bed alarm. And I'm like, man, oh, I, I like probably... that. I've heard of people doing that. Eh? I, I, need, I, I, I need one of those, bro. I went to bed like this week. I've been going to bed at like one o'clock in the morning. And it's not good. I went to bed at, at one last night. I was watching the tennis and then I was watching the tennis and then doing whatever else, like not sleeping, not, not sleeping. And then you wake up in the morning, you're like, you know, I'm like, that's tomorrow Luke's problem. But you know, but I wasn't doing much TV stuff. I was just like returning emails, putting oh, yeah, stories up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wanna not work right now. But anyway, um, but again, it's a labor of love. It's for our people. You know, mm. we love our people and we love mm. our dogs. So um so anyway, I hope like today's episode, I'm hoping or next episode I'm gonna do is a QA from um from um, uh, my lady Grace that sent through our Instagram. So that was cool. So any questions you guys got, send them through and I'll answer them. Um and and the next one that we do, we're going to make it a little bit more technical in dog training itself. Yeah, so this have, one was a bit more abstract. Yeah, look, I've been thinking about the podcast. And again, I want the listeners to give us some feedback because I want to make sure it's relevant to you guys, that you're un that you're appreciating what's being put out. You may fully appreciate this episode or maybe like, mm, I wish there was more dog training concepts in it or whatever. But the thing th is, I think, um, you know, We've probably covered a lot of the technical stuff by now. So it's not that we can't add more to that or like revisit it. And we've done that with some of our revisited puppies, for example. Yeah. Um, but there is only so much. Look, we'll revisit again and like, stuff and, to talk about. yeah, and like, and refresh it and, and give it a different context, a different perspective different angle to the same sort of like problem. But again, I, it's just more about like a reach out to you guys. Maybe I'll put a poll up on, maybe we should do that. We'll put a poll up on the Instagram stories and be like, um, any topic ideas or um and also I, I want honest feedback if you feel like the abstract episodes are really good for you or not so good for you like let us know because for me this is the juice this is where it's at the technical stuff is the technical stuff like the best place to learn about technical stuff maybe isn't through an audio only thing it's in person with a dog trainer doing technical stuff but one thing that i've been realizing from like from my clients and also the people that are coming and shadowing me the last couple of months is that it's the, it's understanding the, the, the concept 
in a way that you can understand and apply today. And again, I know that there's some trainers listening in, so I want you to start thinking about how you're using your words so you can communicate this to another human being. Mm. If you're an owner thinking about this, I want you to take this to heart to be like, all right, training is simple, but it's just not easy. How am I making it so overcomplicated? How can I make it easier? I want success with my dog. Otherwise, you're not listening to this anyway. Mm. So I want success with my training. How can I do this? And don't think like, oh, yeah, you're talking, you know, metaphors. Okay, I get it. Just tell me what to do. No, I'm telling you what to do. It's how you <laughs> think about the problem. How you think about the problem is the biggest fucking problem. How I think about all the things that fear is holding me back in the ventures that I want to, it's, it's literally me holding back. I've got an idea and it uh, take me like three months to bloody execute it sometimes. You know how much that annoys me? It fucking kills me. But I also know that I've got a lot on my plate and I'm trying to be a good human being and I don't want to burn out and be useless to everybody around me. So, you know, life's a juggle. I get it. Training your dog may not be highest on your priority list. I get it. You may need to get a second job to pay those extra bills. Yeah. You can't afford the trainer. And so you listen to the podcast and get as much. That's why we do this. Give you guys as much as we can, you know. 100%. And free. Also, do what I can. 100%. But you have to also think about invest a little bit into yourself. If you're struggling, you're listening to so much dog training content, still not going anywhere. Think about your dog's three years old and your dog's going to live to 13. And let's just say it costs $1,000 to get your dog up to a good standard. Let's just call it $1,000. Can we not invest $100 a year in your dog's training so that your life becomes better? If they're going to live another 10 years and you have $1,000 put into it, you just think about $100 well, a year here's as part of your subscription. So just think about that. But mm. continue. Go, go. Here's the thing, right? It's not that the money doesn't exist. People have money. It's just that they prioritize it in different ways. It's like when someone says, I'm too busy. It's like, well, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're just prioritizing your time in a different way, yep. right? So if you decide, for example, that you want to solve XYZ problem, well, you've got to ask yourself what time and what resources can I prioritize to solve that? Yep. The, the time and time and money that's essentially being spent somewhere else. How can I reallocate that? Right. I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, um, even Ty Woods has a coach. So why shouldn't anyone have a coach for the thing that you're doing? Again, the job for a good coach and depending on what level you are, is that you want to make your coach's job redundant. Like it doesn't work. I don't yeah. need you anymore. Like I either a need a, yeah, I want to either need a better coach to get to the next tier of what I'm doing, mm -hmm. or I'm at the level that I'm at. I'll check back in on you once every six months to kind of see if my skills are up to snuff. And then we just manage and maintain what I've got and then get good enough that you can be, be your own coach. Like, you know, something that Jocko Willink was talking about is that you got to be the soldier, but you also have to be the general. So you are the general and the soldier. The soldier mm. does the job, the general mm. gives the orders. If you're just a soldier, you're now just a slave to yourself. And if you're only a general, then you're just telling yourself to do stuff, but you're not doing it. You have mm. to be feet on the ground doing the work and in, like, at your feet and inside your head, you mm -hmm. have to be the general calling all the shots. You have to be that because there is no general around you telling you what to do. Well, there isn't one for me anyway. Mm. And I'm sure most people, even if they have a boss and they have a significant other that they bow down to, cool. <laughs> However, you still need to be your own boss. Because your dog relies on you to be that thing, especially if you're an adult and if you're a, you're becoming an adult. So if you're a young person, become that's that's a lesson that you need to do. This is the type of things that you need to be thinking about and the self-talk. You can't be like, training's hard. Oh my God, how am I going to do it? Training's simple. It's not easy. Let's do it. 
These are the words and the self-talk you need to talk about. I'm all about that because, again, there's heaps of dog training content out there talking about dog training and geeking out on dogs. But if we're not looking after the people on the other side of the, of the lead, then, uh, yeah, the people on the other side of the dog lead, then there is there is no point in talking about dog training concepts when your dog's so stressed out he won't take food. So all that market training went out the window. You need to yeah. work on a different way to get started because it's the beginning. You know, when you people that are overweight, I feel bad, man, because you're overweight. You, you've got on yourself to a point you're overweight. Now you need to shed all that to get to a point where you want to be lean and strong. And I can only imagine how tough it would be to that, that beginning step. That first three months must be so shit. Um, so you build momentum. Build momentum. And remember what we said, the time's going to pass anyway. Then you look back, you're like, fuck, I did a little bit every day. And this is what I managed to get done, managed yep. to get done in three months. Like, you know, but now if you, like for me, I don't think I've, been overweight ever and because and look and you know obviously everyone's different genetics and everything else so like whatever job yeah. and stuff i'm walking and talking all day so i don't give myself an opportunity and i'm not a big foodie have you ever do you do you have you ever counted your steps yeah like i generally count them and like your phone could do it for you my you phone and my you watch got, does it okay so what do you average do you know must be like thirty thousand a day surely yeah like some like between 16 to like 25 yeah that's so like good man that's so good for you yeah. and i don't think that's including exercise yeah, 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 work yeah. Out on top yeah of that's that. really good for you yeah um so that as well as like what you're eating but anyway like obviously i'm not a nutritionist or a pt so like you no know, take but you can saying. definitely like if you're doing thirty thousand steps a day you actually you would need more calories so but i need, you've to, got I need more to make sure i eat yeah. yeah i have to eat otherwise and if i don't you'll, you'll waste train, away <laughs> Yeah, if I don't eat and train, I become like really skinny. So yeah. um, saying I don't want that because I need like because when I get skinny, my joints start to hurt and I get yeah. sore because I'm like yeah. being active all day. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a constant grind. But also you got to like find the fact that yeah, it's probably not easy to get to the gym. You know, most days of the week. But then also it's not easy not to go. The habit has to become set where it's like oh I fucked off on my training for the last three weeks with my dog, and I can see it and it sucks. Like that's the point I want to get you to. So yeah, getting started must be super difficult. But once you're on it keep that momentum going even if it's just about thinking about hey i'm not like training my dog fine but you're still adhering to like you know when we go through doorways you do this thing when i get to the park you do this thing when we're walking through the streets you do this thing it's not a, you may not even have to do anything extra just maintain what you're doing don't be like i did it and now i stop because as i say we say as we say all the time you get the six pack and then what will you stop no you have to work 10 times harder now just to keep it mm. because your body starts to get you start to adapt your mind and your body adapt and you will adapt to your habits as well. And then you'll just go back into like shitty habits. Yeah, it used to be good, but not anymore. Or in my heyday, my dog's this. Like no one no one cares about what you used to do. I want to know what you're doing yeah. now. Your dog cares about what you're doing now. And that's all that matters. So I'm going to leave it at that. Awesome um, topic. I'm going to get out of these clothes. I'm going to the beach. It's yeah. super hot right now. And, um, and it's I, like, was I was just, well, I was just, I've got the air on, but I was just looking before while we were chatting. So it's 10 a.m. It's thirty four point seven here in Mortdale, which is for our American listeners. Give me real quick. Why did Fahrenheit even get exist? Thirty four point seven. I'm pretty sure that's over a hundred. Oh, ninety four. Okay, so it's ninety four point four degrees Fahrenheit, and it's ten a.m. So it's going to be pretty hot today. I have to understand why there's still Fahrenheit and Celsius. Why can't it just be Celsius? <laughs> Doesn't it make more sense when it's freezing? It's zero. Anything frozen is under they, zero. They meet. So I think it's minus, minus 20 or minus 40. They actually meet. So like- So what's so good about minus 40 then? I have no idea. It's the maths. 
it's the math. So if you draw like a curve, right, they meet at a certain point. If you have a graph. Anyway, I'm not that smart. And the metrics with miles and stuff, that always freaks me out. So I'm always thinking about when I'm talking. Must be hard, eh, to learn the imperial system. Everything just, for us, everything's a multiple of 10 or 100. It's easy. It's just so easy, right? Mm. That's why when I'm saying like five meters away, people have to think, like five meters is generally five yards, all right? I'm pretty sure a yard and a meter is generally. Oh, yeah. A yard is three feet, I think. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't don't really care, to be honest, because I'm use the metric system. (laughs) Exactly. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, brother. I'll speak to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K I Z U N A, canine, C A N I N E, dot com dot au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at kizuna canine training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.